0: We got a lot to get to today. I haven't forgotten later on at 545, I will publicly endorse an NFC team to go on a Super Bowl run. I've thought about it long and hard, and I do have a proper endorsement later on. We're also looking for a missing person. Um, Last night, when Sean was entering Madison Square Garden, he (laughs) witnessed something that was incredible. He witnessed, I I would say it was a guy in his late 20s, right, Sean? And a girl in her late
3: 20s? Yeah, and that needs to be stressed Because I'm having some false IDs come through. We need to identify these people and have them on the air either today or tomorrow.
0: But there was a guy in his late 20s who showed up to Madison Square Garden last night with what we think is his girlfriend. They were dressed in Rangers gear. And he mistakenly thought the Ranger Canuck game was last night and not the Knicks Blazers game. Yeah, the
4: January 8th Rangers Canucks game. Yes. He had tickets for trying to get into the January 9th. Blazers-Knicks game. He was mortified
0: when looking around and then told, hey, sorry, there's a Nick game tonight. And the only person more mortified than this poor guy was what apparently was the angry girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> she was not thrilled. So if you have heard of this person, if you've received a text from this person, if maybe this girl who's upset is your sister, let us know. And let them know that they should call in immediately because we need to know every detail yeah. about what the hell happened last night. A... How do you screw it up? But more so, what's your pivot, dude? Right, right.
3: What'd yeah. you do instead?
0: Like, when she looks at and it, you. Because it
3: was pouring rain. Yeah. <laughs> and this needs to be said before the calls light up. Yes, we and I are aware there was a ranger season ticket holder event simultaneously next to the garden. For a meet-and-greeting and sign. This is not what these two people were going to. I heard the whole conversation. Yes. He stood around dumb. The, he literally said, this is not the Canucks and the Rangers. <laughs> the words left his mouth. <laughs> To which other people started laughing at him, and the girl was mortified and angry. Because I've had tweets, because I tweeted out a very blurry picture. These people took off running of people falsely claiming that is who they are. No, no, they were going to the meet and greet. No, this is not what this is. I heard the whole conversation.
4: They tried to
0: go Mm. to the game, and this poor schmuck had to pivot. And what I need to figure out is, what did
4: he do? Maybe he was trying to get into the Trailblazers game with Canuck tickets. That doesn't work. (laughs) That's not going to work. Maybe, you know, an unassumed... Ticket taker, which just kind of like, eh, okay, that's, go ahead. But unfortunately, it's a digital world, man. That's you put true, that ticket up, they know. <laughs> that's true. That's like,
0: once he gets that look of hell from her, of you screwed this up, I can't believe you, it's raining outside, I dressed up, I came out to the garden, and now we have nothing. Do you, A, just buy Nick tickets on your phone, which you could do? Do you, B, go to a Broadway show? Do you, C, just take her to a bar and try to get drunk? Or do you, D, give up and say, I'm sorry, I screwed up, let's go home? Like, what the hell do you do
3: after that? I know what I would do. Bar. No, I'd go right online and buy those Nick tickets and say, Hey, we're here, let's go watch the Knicks pound the Blazers probably right. And by the way, the meet and greet thing probably didn't make him think twice when he saw other Ranger jerseys in the area. Too. Yeah, it probably made it yeah. more confusing. Which that made me feel almost like worse for the guy. But still, I think in that spot, you're probably right. you probably buy the Nick tickets. Or maybe because of the weather, she didn't want to be dragged there to begin with. And at that point, he was like, we might as well go home. And that just led to a more of a fight for the dude. That is unbelievable. I've never had that happen. I've noticed so fought? many games. You think they fought? Oh, or they just tiki, wanted this, to get out of This the... was a... We all know the death stare. Well, hold on. Okay, so we, if this happened to you, what would what would D have done? Whew, there would be a public problem. <laughs> she would have made it look like an accident. She's
4: not. She's not running away from you.
3: She's not running. No, she would let it be known in front of everybody how big an idiot I am. Now we may have found the person in record time. Okay, really? it's possible.
0: Let's check in with Jack and Woodmere. Jack, what do you know about what happened last night?
2: Good afternoon, guys. How are we doing? Sean, you may want to retract this story because I'm pretty sure you got it all wrong. The gentleman was not with his girlfriend. It's his daughter. He was not there on the wrong night thinking he's attending last night's Ranger game. He was there for the Rangers signings. He was not thrown out. When you saw him leaving, it was already after he got his signed jerseys for his daughter, and he was saying thank you to them, and they were yelling and shouting, everybody, get out, get out. He was not thrown out. It is 100% him and his daughter in the picture because that's the clothing she was wearing. Um, it is a Jewish guy from Woodmere, a very dear friend of mine, and you got the entire story wrong. Right. Sean, your
3: retort. Uh, you have, look, You they might be close to what they're wearing. It's very obvious what's so the Rangers. I'm telling you, Jack, and it's not to be rude. You have the wrong people, and it wouldn't shock me because there were other Ranger fans in the area. I literally heard the conversation <laughs> about him thinking he had tickets to the Canucks game. So it's not about me just seeing something. Yes. I actually witnessed the verbal conversation of this guy being mortified, and it was not his daughter. It wasn't a right. father-daughter and daughter sure, type of situation. And I'm pretty sure Jack's the one tweeting. It's, it's not a disrespect, like... Okay, that looks what they're wearing. If you look at the picture I took, and unfortunately for everybody, it's a very blurry picture because they took off. Jack, it's okay, man. Don't get mad at me. Exactly. Don't get mad at me. It's not your friend and and his daughter. And I'm not denying that didn't happen to your (laughs) friend and his daughter. That is just not what I witnessed yesterday.
0: God, can you imagine?
3: (laughs) Imagine you drop
0: like $400 because Ranger tickets are red hot, man. They are expensive. You drop $400. bucks. you are going to Madison Square Garden to see one of the best teams in the Western Conference against the overrated Rangers, and you show up, and it's not the right day. I mean, that would just be... Like, I could see that happening in baseball a lot more because there's multiple games in a series. So you have tickets to a Tuesday night, and you happen to show up on a Wednesday night, and Mm -hmm. it's the same two teams playing. I could see it happening. But, my God, when it's a Ranger game. Now, speaking of tickets to games, I always find this fascinating. We've got... Six NFL postseason games coming up this weekend. So we have in six different cities. Buffalo, Houston, Kansas City, Dallas, Tampa, and Detroit. They're all hosting playoff games over the weekend. I looked up this morning the get-in price (laughs) at all of these postseason games. So let's play a little game. Of the six cities hosting games this weekend, again, Buffalo, Houston, Kansas City, Dallas, Tampa, and Detroit, which team do you think, and city, has the hottest get in price for their postseason game over the
4: weekend. I'm going to say
3: <sighs> it's got to be Dallas, right? It is not Dallas. Huh. Sean, do you want me to give you a fake answer? Because I already know the answer. I think the answer is obvious. I think Tiki screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, buddy. Yeah. What?
0: There's a team playing a playoff game this weekend that has not hosted a playoff Detroit. game in 30 Detroit. years.
4: Detroit. So you wouldn't think they'd have the hottest ticket? I mean, yeah, but it's 8-15 game on a Saturday. Oh, that doesn't
3: matter. By the way, that's the best night to have tickets to a game.
4: It is det- it it is- I just assume Dallas is the most
0: expensive place. Believe it or not, of the six games going on this weekend, and I rank them one through six based on the get-in price, uh-huh. the Dallas Cowboys would actually rank of the six cities fifth. So, so, like, second to last? Second to last. Wow. Their get-in price is $96 in Dallas. Now, it's a bigger stadium, which right. I think is
3: a part of it. I think they actually seat the most of any home crowd. Yeah, but it's also Green Bay. I agree. I. But
0: they also—you're right. Like, I wouldn't have guessed fifth. Now, Detroit's number one, and Detroit's number one by a lot. The get-in price on Saturday night in Detroit to see Lions-Rams, the return of Matthew Stafford for the first time, their first postseason game in their own building in 30 years. Sunday
4: night, you mean? Sunday night. You're I right, it Sunday night. Four hundred and sixty dollars. Wow. For, for, to get in. That's the cheapest ticket available.
0: Yes. Four hundred and sixty dollars to get in and, on a Sunday you, night. You,
4: and you know why that's even more surprising to me? So when I look, you asked that question. And I was factoring in the the hometown city. So the Cowboys, you know, or whatever, Dallas, Detroit and Tampa, Buffalo, all, but also the team that was coming. Mm-hmm. So the tr- the team that would travel and likely also drive up that price. The reason Detroit...
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Register is cause they barely
4: have a fan base. The Rams? Yes. <laughs> so it's like who's traveling and driving up that price I, as an away fan? I mean, this is gonna be all Detroit, unless I mean, I mean, it's it's entirely Detroit, I bet, this audience, yeah, this, well, this crowd on, on Sunday You know night. what I
0: would compare it to?
4: If the Jets ever played a home playoff game. I know that sounds very foreign to say. The Jets playing
0: a home playoff game. Mm-hmm. They have not done that since 2002, which, amazingly enough, is still nine years after the Lions played their last home playoff mm-hmm. game. But if the Jets were playing a home playoff game at MetLife Stadium, it would not matter if they were playing a pee wee team or they were playing the Patriots that would be the hottest ticket in the world. Oh, there's no doubt about it. So I think it's very similar in that in the city of Detroit, they are so excited about this team. They are so proud of this team. And then you throw in the fact, and I I guess this helps a little bit, they're facing one of their great players of all time for the first time in Detroit. Like, so Mets fans, here's how I would kind of factor it in. Remember when Mike Piazza left the Mets to go to the Padres? I don't even think there's a perfect comparison. But Piazza went to the Padres, and it was such a huge deal when he came back. Imagine if his first time back was in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Or when Daryl Strawberry
4: came back. Imagine if first time
0: back was the playoffs. Right.
4: And he had gone to San Diego, won a championship, and you had cheered for him right. when he won that championship. Right, Because right. that's what happened. Yeah, I know. The Detroit Lions fans... They basically own the the championship that Matt Stafford won in L.A. He was their guy, almost more so than L.A. fans, because they don't have any fans. They don't care.
0: So I don't know what that does to the hotness of that ticket, but I'm not surprised the Lions are number one. I'm more surprised that the get-in price is $460. That is shocking to me. Now, if you had to guess, Buffalo, Houston, Kansas City, and Tampa take Dallas out of it. Who has the
3: cheapest get-in price? Tampa. No, Kansas City. Why do you say Kansas City? A because it's gonna be one of the five coldest games in NFL uh, history. history. Negative, Number two. Negative four, right? We've seen this with the Yankees. When you start going every year and you play the home games every year, the, it. the fan base goes, Why am I gonna spend money on this? I'll yeah. see you in the championship nailed, No,
4: absolutely not. But they it. don't host a championship game.
3: Well, they may. They may if the Ravens get picked off. <laughs> right. When it's uh, Kansas you really City. Do think against... the Ravens
4: are getting picked off?
3: Uh, if it's the Browns' defense that goes and plays, plays the Ravens off Lamar Jackson three weeks <laughs> okay, sure. off. I don't think they're getting picked off, but they uh, can still host the championship game. He's right, though. Like when you have so
0: many playoff games in your own building, it's it's so sacrilegious to think about. I would just
4: think Monday apathy in Tampa. Well, it's a Saturday night. No, Monday night for Tampa. Oh, the Tampa! I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Back to Kansas City. Yeah, the yeah, Tampa yeah. Philadelphia game. I
0: I would have thought that too because the Buccaneers they won a Super Bowl a few years mm-hmm. ago. Monday night, and I'm not sure how much it impacts that, but you're right that there aren't like huge expectations. No. So the get in price in Kansas City is fifty five dollars. Fifty five dollars to get to a playoff game. The second lowest get in price is Dallas, ninety six bucks. Houston is a buck ten. Tampa's a buck twenty. Buffalo, despite awful weather. $166, and then the top get-in
3: price, like I mentioned, Detroit, $460. dollars i got to go back to the Dallas thing. It just clicked with me having gone there. Their get-in price is always going to be one of the cheapest because of the, the get-in price is the standing room only that they have the mob scene of people run for, uh, and it. you could pay $96 and be like five people back and not have a good view. They sell those tickets very cheap even for playoff games. Gotcha.
0: That's a good point. That makes sense. But they're excited in Detroit, and good for them, man. I'm jealous. Uh, that's really what I
4: think of. I think of what it would be like for us – if we were finally breaking the curse
0: and getting a home
4: playoff game. And they have a good chance. And I, I mean, I know the Rams are hot right now. They went five in a row, but mm-hmm. Detroit's got a real chance. They have a ton of talent on offense.
0: I know you don't like when I, I bring this stuff up, so I apologize. Tiki not a fan of streaks. He's not a fan of losing streaks. It bothers him. <laughs> you bring up the Jet losing streak to the yes. Patriot, he, he gets bothered. Right. Do you know that the Detroit Lions, as a franchise, have lost nine consecutive playoff games? The Detroit Lions. You ready for this? Who was the previous? Who was their last victory? Their last victory was in the NFC Divisional Round against Dallas. In what in year? 1991, they got to the championship game <laughs> oh, that year. Yeah. They lost to Washington in '91 before Washington got to the Super Bowl, and that was it. They've lost nine consecutive games since. In fact, they are the only
3: team that's never won a wild card game. Wow, and rem- they got robbed that one year versus the Cowboys. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because even the year I'm talking about, they didn't play in
0: the
4: wild card round. So they have never won a wild card round in their history. Hmm.
3: That's crazy.
4: That is crazy. <laughs> that <laughs> just blew your mind, didn't it? It did, because I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> I'm old.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> That's why, you know, how could you root against them? Right?
4: Until
0: you realize that it would just make you jealous that your team's more pathetic.
3: <laughs> and you ever been rejected by a boss
4: what? in your life? rejected as Feel far rejection. as like yeah sure. or
3: get fired nobody you mentioned wanted to kill washington all the time, oh, yeah, time any kind of form like that yeah think about this golf's facing his former boss who said you're no good
4: yeah Yeah. that means right. something you're not, not good enough to win a championship so i'm going to trade you yeah with this guy up in detroit and then go win a championship with that guy oh, by the way
0: what a perfect tie-in i know
4: it's not new york talk about win-win trades yeah of i course. mean is that not the yeah. ultimate win-win right. trade
0: right. The Rams win a Super Bowl, so put that away. They won. And if you're a Lion fan, like Jared Goff, threw
4: 4,500 yards. He's blossomed
0: 4,600 yards this year. Yeah, he's blossomed to a damn good quarterback. Let's go to Ralph in Staten Island. Hey, Ralph.
5: Hey guys, how we doing this afternoon? We're good. Beautiful. Uh, Evan, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two trades. If you give me two minutes to to uh, explain them to you, if they helped shape the Yankee dynasty. Go ahead. It was Roberto Kelly going to the Cincinnati Reds for Paul
2: O'Neill. Yeah, but how'd that help the and Reds? I don't... It's not
0: a win win trade. Like, mm-hmm. do the Reds fans say, oh, boy, I no, love that? No, no, no. But you were
5: talking, wait a minute, you were talking about some of the great trades in New York history.
2: No, well,
0: no. I, was no I, you... I, I, I wasn't. I apologize. It was a win win trade, such as this Nick trade, where the Raptors are walking away feeling really, really good about it because of the way IQ has played since the deal and R.J. Barrett. And obviously, Nick fans are in love with O.G. Ananobi. It's not just good trades. It's the trades that work for both sides. But I appreciate the effort. Josh in Far Rockaway. What's up, Josh?
6: Hey, what's going on, Charles? How are we doing today? Good, Josh. Good. So I have a theory on that couple yesterday. And hear me out. I'm not quite sure exactly how to start with this. Go ahead. So I was sitting with a couple of buddies yesterday. We're all part of the Orthodox Jewish community. And right when I saw this tweet, I opened it up. I said, guys, this is a religious couple, isn't it? And they both looked at it, and they both confirmed, yeah, of course it is. Huh. And this is just, again, it's a very blurry picture. I could be dead wrong. But if it is, it's entirely possible that this couple, that they just met for the first time a week ago. Mutual friend, someone set them up. And they're looking for an activity. And they're like, hey, here's a, what is that, a Ranger uh, game. And they just went the wrong night. Not because, Now, again, I could be dead wrong with a blurry picture. but just off the way that they're dressed mm-hmm. and the fact that they went the wrong night. I think it's definitely a possibility this is way more activity based more than actual fandom based. But you know what's uh, funny so about that? Suspense. So you think this Josh yeah. is
4: an orthodox couple? I think
6: so. Right, I think because, so. Of, I because, of black, because of because of the black because of the black
4: the black socks of the, of the the dress that she's wearing. The uh, way the, she's the, dressed from right, the back. Right. It, it the,
6: seems the, like it seems like this is an orthodox couple. The male, has covered, right? the male
3: has his head covered has his head covered. You guys are all seeing this from behind. I saw him from the front. I'm not saying that she couldn't be he definitely did not look very orthodox and i did not get the vibe from the front that she was By way, just does it okay, make so it maybe.
6: again we're just looking from the blurry does it make back, it
3: a... does it make it yeah. more awkward <laughs> <laughs> that they picked the wrong
0: date if they had just met a week earlier doesn't it make it less likely that they're ever going to quote unquote hang out again
6: yes and no surprisingly not not necessarily it's more activity based you know they're trying to find something to do to spend some time together it's like Oh wow, well, we messed this one up. All right,
4: let's go out to eat. You know, yeah. I, it, it's a... I'm trying. I'm... Josh, I like your explanation <laughs> of that. That makes it feel wholesome. Yeah, that but... makes it feel like it was worthwhile, even though it was a mistake. Uh, it... I like that call, Josh. But Thank Tiki,
0: you. that only works if you pivot the right way. But I like, think he guy could be right. But that guy could have choked under the pressure. Like, oh, I screwed up the date. Now what? And if he doesn't have a good now what? Trust me, they ain't doing activities ever again. Mm. And what the hell are they doing ever again if he chokes under the pressure of what should I do? Like, he's stuck in New York City at Madison Square Garden during a rainstorm and now has to get on his phone and figure out a new thing to do, whether it's a restaurant or it's a bar or it's a show. That's that's
4: easy. You make that sound hard. Oh, it's hard when you... Pivoting is easy. For you, it's easy.
3: No, you just... Tiki
4: Barber. Just go be. It's easy. You're in Manhattan, exactly.
3: No, and it's not a the dry night. Not a dry night kills him. Yes, because I he mean, can't it was go out. raining, But it wasn't that. Take bad. an Uber, somewhere. dude. But it if you want to break out bad. your phone to do a quick, am I buying tickets to something? Let's You're come up in something the to do. Garden. You walk down the. All right, we can't go in that door. Let's go in this other
4: door. Oh, there's a train station. We can go wherever the hell we want. Right? Like, what do you think they were taking me? I didn't this
3: was a strip club, but now that we're here. <laughs> Take me taking the Acela to Albany? What do you think they're doing? No, you, like,
4: you can get to the subway there, too.
0: Here's the problem. <laughs> you both are running into a problem, specifically Tiki and Lugie. You guys either present yourself, you actually are cool, okay? And when you're cool, oh, it's easy. What are you talking yeah, about? You like for, that. For most of us schlubs, we don't know what the hell we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Go on the and internet. Once and ask our for help. plans kind of backfire,
4: there's a there's a the pivot is, is a, not as easy as you guys describe. There is a computer assistant that you don't even have to type in. You can just talk to her, mm-hmm. or you can change the voice to a him. You can just talk to it. It will tell you what to do. Hey Siri. I lost tickets. What should I do next? Make oh, really? me cool. Well, hold on. Really? You think Siri's just going to give you an answer? Try yes. right now. By the way, I, can't, Ask I Siri can't.
0: right now what the hell you're supposed to do. You should
4: probably tell Siri to turn off because of everybody who's listening. That's true. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. Let's go to Pat in Orange County, New York. Hey, Pat. What's up, Pat?
2: Hey, guys. How are you? Good. So I have a similar story. Uh, about eight or nine years ago, my wife and daughter... We're going to see Katy Perry at the Garden. Okay, and so they got the tickets. I think it was around Christmas time, but the concert wasn't until September, or October. So they got the tickets well in advance. Mm-hmm. So as it got closer, it was on the calendar the day that they were going to see Katy Perry. They made a you know a lot of excitement. They make their way over to the Garden, and. They go up to the turnstile. There's one security guard there, and he says, can I help you? And they said, yeah, we're here to see Katy Perry. He said the show was last night. Uh,
0: what'd they do? Like, How do you recover from that? Just take the so, air and move on?
2: So i I got the phone call. They're both hysterical, crying. Mm. I thought they were in an accident. I didn't know what happened. Finally, I got the story that they went the wrong night. So obviously, uh, you know, to recover, it turned out that she was playing at the Prudential Center in Newark about three nights later. So I bought them tickets for them to go see. At, All right. at
0: least you're able to recover it by saying, I right, you get to see her three days later. And I, I guess I, could-
4: I literally found a hundred things to do in thirty seconds. <laughs> you going back to that. L- relax at a Scandinavian outdoor spa. You wouldn't have done this that night, but hey, it's there. Shop and skate in village in Bryant Park. Oh, that's awesome, actually. That's fun. I've done that before. Go see the Met Fabulous Feminist Fashion Exhibit. I have never done that yet. Do Moulin Rouge karaoke. I think these are so bro. different things. It, this is like snap of the
3: finger, bro. If you think-
4: grab a drink at one of New York City's fireplace bars,
3: ooh, I mean, I might have to do that. Could one of you these imagine? Weeks, not that I'm free on the weekends. If, I mean, Tiki, if you have at your fingertips two and a half hours of watching Artemi Panarin on the ice, and you pivot to Moulin Rouge karaoke, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Man. Do you sing karaoke? Have you ever
4: done karaoke? Of
3: course, I've done karaoke. Have you, have
4: you done it like with gusto? Like, this is my night, we're singing karaoke, and you feel it, and you turn into that person.
3: You, I, right, I, I got to be honest. When turn those, into
4: Freddie Mercury. When those hell never it felt is. so good. It never felt so
3: right. People that get very into karaoke and start taking it too seriously, I get uncomfortable around. <laughs> those are the best nights. But maybe she didn't want to go to the game, so you turn a negative into a positive, right. and you show her an even better time, maybe something more centered around something she wanted to yes. do. I'm just making an assumption. I, I, maybe she wanted to go to the game. Maybe but that's
0: all that. you guys are doing. You're making assumptions. But we don't know. All I know is that guy in that moment, when he screwed up because it's on him— y- has to in that moment figure something out. You know who's yeah. And he's got to figure something out that's, that's gonna so make his cur- no, I it's just it's not.
4: It. I said, hey, whoever. I don't want to say the name because I don't want to pe- mess up people's radios. Right. Give me things to do in New York City. It'll give you a hundred, literally one hundred things to do. First of all, you're in. A and loud- all you have to do is look at your phone. I-
1: It seems so easy. easy. I just did it. It's not
3: that easy. You have to get her
0: to agree to that, wanna do that. It's gotta be close. It's
4: raining outside. You've been married for eight plus years now. You know just as I just as I know, because I've been married for a decade plus that it is hard to agree. Yes. So what's the best way to get an agreement? Just ask her what she wants. Well, that or give her a ton of options.
3: Ask yeah. <laughs> no, both are bad answers. You ask her what she wants. I don't know. What do you want? You give her a ton of options. I don't know. Pick something. You know who's at fault here, by the way? It's not the guy. It's not the gal. It's Sean. Why? He was there. Why didn't he get the information instead of sending out a Sean, blurry is right. photo me, to everybody? Right. So Sean, the reason, let right. Sean, do.
4: you should have been a good Samaritan and said, hey, bud, let me help you out. Before, I, uh, before Sean answers, I have to defend him. No, don't so, defend him. No, but there's a reason that you guys may not be aware of. Yeah. Oh.
0: Last Let's... night, as the show was ending, oh, and we were both headed towards Madison Square Garden... We kind of made a bet. Oh, my God. Which was, Ugh. who's going to get there first? I'm going to drive. He's going to take the subway. Yeah, And, and Lugie's so I got
4: a, Luke, has got a. Well, Luke, had a hour. show. He wasn't even we involved. And
0: you take your sweet ass time. So you weren't involved. You know, I had to call the wifey. Before I respect that, by the way. Him. Am I putting that? We had a
4: conversation for 20 minutes. And then I went in. Well, that's good for you.
0: So I'm rushing over there. <laughs> Sean's rushing over there.
4: And I text Sean and the group.
0: I'm already in the building because I was cocky. Like, oh, my God, I just flew to the garden in nine minutes. I found the parking spot. I'm the king. And Sean is now trying to beat me. So as this incident is happening where the guy doesn't know he's at the wrong game, <laughs> he's simultaneously trying to take a
3: picture while also not lose to me. Yeah. And so that was his distraction. And they hustled out of there quick in the midst of it. Now, I I should have gotten my phone out quicker to actually – I wish I just had the filmed part of – the I was just so in shock, and then I went there. But yes, in the back of my mind, I turned around and I said, well, screw this, i got to beat Evan to the sweet, because i still got a <laughs> so game so to who, win here. So who won? Me! Mm. I walked into Evan, three bites into his burger. Grow uh, up. Uh, I was chowing down on that burger. Evan did a very cocky wipe of his beard that's getting very long, so oh, burger's good. <laughs> that's right, it was a very
0: good beard. A very good beard. I mean burger. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yes. Let's go to uh, Kendrick in Suffern, New York. How you been, Kendrick?
5: Good, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, one, one trade-off I'll ask you as I was listening after the win-win. Uh, Granderson, Scherzer, and Ian Kennedy worked out pretty well in the time there. The Yankees. And that
0: is true. That it worked well work. for the Yankees. That was a good trade for everybody but the Diamondbacks. Though they didn't get Ian <laughs> yeah. Kennedy, but they gave yeah. up Max Scherzer, which is not good.
5: Um, but I do want to talk a little football here now that the season's over and kind of compare where the Jets and Giants stand and ask Tiki a question about how the current giant uh, shake-up will affect the draft. Yeah. Um, you know, now that we have, and I've been defending the Jets side of this, uh, the coach here solid for all season, now that they're after two years, can't you look back and say, wait a second, look what the Jets did going into year three and look what the Giants are going into year three and mm-hmm. kind of start to point out the flaws and the strengths a little bit more clearly now that the time frame could be uh, equal? Yeah. And I would think, you know, after all the shots you took this season, rightfully so about on the field, you can look and say, you know what, maybe the Jets are headed in the right direction and there was just a few bad luck uh situations throughout this well, year. Well, look, I think the uh, Jets, but,
4: no, no, I think the Jets were in the right position. They just put a lot of eggs in a quarterback basket that came back to bite them, right? They dropped sure, they sure. dropped the basket and the eggs broke and then they were screwed. I don't think the and Giants so for- are going to do that. You know what I mean?
5: No, for sure, but I I do have a question now about this. So going into year three, Evan alluded, it's kind of like a what-is-it year. Right. Um, And I know Tommy and Sean might want the quarterback, but if you're Dable and you're Shane, their job is not necessarily on the line like Stala and Douglas, but if they have another rocky year, are they willing to take a pick at six that's going to sit? And would – would saying, Hey, we need a year to develop him, would that save their job? Like Maybe. are they gonna be like Salah and Douglas and say, Hey, you're gonna get a mulligan year three? Yeah. Or do they well, go with someone that could help?
4: Well, it's interesting you say that because that's what I kind of was alluding to about a week ago. Or earlier this week to be to be more specific, where I was saying it sounded to me like Joe Shane is like kicking it down the line. Yeah. Hey, let's I know this is a three year plan. Uh, And we said it was going to be a three-year plan, but we might actually need another year because there's so many guys that are kind of in prove-it situations, including Daniel Jones. Again, every year that Daniel Jones has been relevant for this Giants team, it's been prove-it, right? Can you replace Eli Manning? Prove-it. Can you stay healthy after an injured season? Prove-it. Can you earn your fifth-year option? No. Prove-it. Can you earn a contract? Okay, prove it. Now that you got the contract, you tore your ACL, all right, we can let you go after next year. Prove it. It's it's so much prove it for the guys that matter most. And the same thing can be said for Saquon. He's likely gone now that he's a full free agent unless they franchise tag him. like They're in limbo, even though they've made some strides, but they're not enough to say he, we're in position to win. Yeah, he's right, though. And you did allude to this a few days ago
0: that your impression of Shane is that he's trying to kind of kick the can down the road. If the Giants draft a quarterback, and quite frankly, it doesn't even matter where. Let's say it's six. Let's say it's in the second or third round. Let's say it's even trading up. And their intention is, you know what? We're going to have this guy sit because we have Daniel Jones. And it kicks you down the road. It kicks you down the road because there's no way, no matter how bad the season is this year, this upcoming season with Daniel Jones, that you would get rid of Dable and Shane
4: before we ever found out if the quarterback they picked is any good. Yeah, which is the same thing that did Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Nate Hackett are are dealing with or at least experiencing with the New York Jets. Yeah, we brought in Aaron Rodgers, but we didn't see him. Right, you never he got, got to see. He, he had, a, he had a, a year 16 redshirt year. And so we don't know if this is going to work, so you at least owe it to us to keep us here to see if it works. And then if it doesn't, then then we make decisions after the year. Yeah, it does kick the can down the road. It Definitely. If because, they draft the quarterback, you're well, right.
0: And... Ideally, I've always felt this way with the Jets, and I certainly would feel this way about the Giants. It's a great situation to draft a quarterback and not play him. Mm -hmm. I think it's ideal. I always love the idea of drafting a quarterback and letting them sit. The Jets haven't done that. They have not. The Giants sort of have done that. Like, Daniel Jones sat for a little bit of time before he replaced Eli Manning, and Eli sat for a little bit of time before he replaced Kurt Warner. But to really get a chance to sit...
4: But that was a different era. Eli was a different era, so you can't even count it. But you can let like, guys sit in this era. Patrick Mahomes yeah. sat for a year. Yeah, but it was kind of obvious, right? He, like they were moving on from from um, Alex
0: Smith. Alex Smith. But you're going to be moving on from Daniel Jones. I think that situation is. If I want to say you the same the quarterback. Similar...
4: You're moving on from Daniel Jones. You are, but you can also still play Daniel Jones unless you draft a quarterback in the third round. Right, but
0: you're. I think if you draft a quarterback in the second round of the first round, I agree with you. You're clearly yeah. announcing to the world you're moving on from Daniel Jones. But that doesn't mean you're moving on from Daniel Jones immediately. Jalen Hurts was drafted in the second round. They didn't immediately replace Carson Wentz. Mm-mm. So I think it's a win, it's a win-win for management and even for the development of this young quarterback if that you draft him and he gets to sit. Yeah, but it is a win-win for Shane and Dable because how could people a year from now talk about firing Shane and Dable if we still don't know what they have in the young quarterback that they drafted?
4: Yeah, it's Good an point.
0: interesting situation. More of your calls coming up. Plus, five forty-five. I'll endorse an NFC team to go all the way to the Super Bowl. And Met fans, we need to have a conversation. I will address my fellow Met fan, and you know what I will say to my fellow Met fan. I'm going to promise you this, and we'll do that coming up right at five o'clock. I will calm down, my fellow Met fans. That's right. Mm-hmm. I am going to relax my fellow Mets fan who may be a little nervous, maybe a little uptight because of certain things that are being reported and said about them. I will be here at 5 to calm you down. I promise you that. Get to the Mets coming up at 5 o'clock and some more footballs this show rolls on. Pete Carroll's out as head coach of the Seahawks if you're just tuning in, which came as a surprise. I didn't see it coming. I don't think Tiki saw it coming. And we heard some clips from Pete Carroll because they already did his goodbye press conference. That sounds like a guy that still wants to coach. He yeah. may be 72 years old, but age is just a number. He sounds like a guy with the energy of a 50-year-old is ready mm-hmm. to keep working.
4: Yeah. No, I mean, we did a couple of the Seahawks games this year, and the last one, I mean, he was he was raring to go. He knew that they had to win. Last one we did, which was, I think, the penultimate week, and they they ended up winning that game and stayed in it. So, And the guys appreciate him, meaning his team, his, the players, they appreciate the energy that he brings. You saw it in the press conference, and you know that's how he is on the field, despite being the second or old, maybe the oldest. I think he is the oldest coach. I think he's older than Bill. Yeah, Bill's 71. Yeah. I think uh, Pete Carroll's 72. So he still has it in him. It's just a matter of if there's an, an opportunity for him elsewhere at 72 years Pete old. Pete
0: Carroll begs a question that you guys face as giant fans, Yankee fans have faced, and that's the question of when a guy's won something for you, when a guy's a legend for your team, how do you move on? When do you move on? The how is a great question, too, but it's always the when. Like, Joe Torrey, Tom Coughlin, like, those are the two that just jump out at me. Because no one can dispute what Joe Torrey did as the Yankee manager. No one's going to dispute what Tom did as the giant head coach. But when do you move on? And for the Yankees, it was after 2007, after they lost that, or 2000, yeah, 2007, after they lost that series to Cleveland, the Midges series. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember at the time thinking, I think it's time to move on, but I'm
3: not sure. Yeah. Because it's Joe
0: Torrey, and you're never going to get another Joe Torrey, and he's great. And Tom Coughlin was the same way. You won your two Super Bowls. Now the Giants are kind of mediocre. But
4: Tom felt like it was time. It just, it was the how. Like, the win was, I think, clear with Tom. It was the how do you do it. There's no good how, because both Tom and Joe have something in common. They didn't like it. Exactly. They weren't ready. And you could feel it. Yeah. Tom was... You know, the, he did, they did the press conference, and he just walked off the stage, didn't greet anybody. It was, it, it was, it was contentious. Now, and I you, think it's all fine now, but in the moment? Oh, yeah, you know, everything eventually works out. But, like, yeah. Joe Torre, here's the comparison
0: between Coughlin and Torre, because those are the similarities, and it's a similar time period. Tom showed the coldness to John Marrow where he didn't shake yeah. his hand. And you know what Joe Torre did? And I don't blame him. His press conference wasn't even affiliated with the New York Yankees. <laughs> you remember that? Was that, like, a separate place? I think he got, like, his own... Room at a hotel or, you know, kind of conference call area. I don't remember that. And I it was not that. affiliated with the Yankees because he was pissed. And, like, Tom, of course, heals wounds now. I mean, Joe Torrey loves the Yankees. He works for Major League Baseball still. Mm-hmm. There's no will-will. But in the moment, you're pissed. Because in that moment, you're like, it's not time to move on. Don't you know who the hell I am? And so I admit this is where I, I don't know. Because I've never had a manager or coach that's won me a damn thing. So a part of me says I would never want to get rid of that guy. That guy has a job for life. Like, if Robert Sala wins the Jets a Super Bowl, you'll
4: never. To me, in theory, I'd never want to fire him. He's the greatest. And he's also also young. Right. Enough that it's, like... Could you see him there for another decade? Win a Super Bowl, you got a job for a decade.
0: But what if you stop winning? Like So in the case of Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll has won one postseason game in seven years. Mm -hmm. Right now, they've overachieved, I think, the last few years with Geno at quarterback, winning nine games. But I think it's fair to look at the Seahawks and say, are they a championship contender? Not really. And so their winning isn't enough. When does that even occur? When does... See, well, the when to me is more interesting than the how, because the how's never good.
4: Right, so I talked to my brother about this, um, some of the firings, because now there are seven. We were talking about the six, and, you know, the Vrabel one came up. And when you talk about Mike Vrabel, it's it's just interesting, because I said this yesterday, and I'll, it's worth repeating. Until, like, three weeks ago, he had never coached a game in December that didn't mean anything. Mm. So in a five-plus-year tenure... Every game that he played meant something, whether they were fighting to get in the playoffs. And again, they won their last game of the regular season against Jacksonville. And so like they've played hard despite having nothing to play for for five, four or five weeks. And so you give them credit. But what what Rondae put it succinctly, he was right. He's like, it just felt like they ran out of answers. For the longest time with the Tennessee Titans, you kind of always had an answer. Like, all right, your defense is going to, be one of the top five or 10 in the league and going to get turnovers. And that's how you're going to win. All right. You're going to turn around and you're going to hand it off to this monster behind, uh, behind the center or behind the quarterback. And Derrick Henry is going to rush for 1500 yards and 12, 15 touchdowns a season. This year, they didn't have any answers. right? And when you run out of answers, not that it's anybody's fault, hell, it could be the talent's fault. You end up getting fired. And I think for a lot of these cases, that might be the case for Pete Carroll. It certainly was the case uh, for Mike Vrabel. And I honestly, I think it's the case with Bill Belichick. He's just out of answers. He yeah. used to be able to solve any riddle. I- any situation... I can out-coach you. My guy is going to be better prepared for the situational football moments that matter to winning and losing. And now it's like he doesn't have those answers anymore. Right, right. And look at some of those vacant. I mean, you mentioned it. Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, and Bill
0: Belichick are all damn good coaches. Right. Now, Pete Carroll for now is not available because he's agreed to stay on as a part of the Seahawks organization. But listening to Pete Carroll and the snippets that we did, that sounds like a guy that wants to coach. And I would think, despite being 72 years old, I would think teams would want to hire Pete Carroll. Yeah. Okay, how old he is? The guy's got a motivation, and the guy can coach. Don't I tell need- me someone hired Pete Carroll. Nope. That'd be amazing. No, nope. <laughs> I need you both to, before
3: we break the news, turn your phones upside down. Why? I'm, not, I'm not on all my phone. Just to tell us the breaking news. Hey. Okay. <gasps> this, uh, it comes with audio. Evan, your David Stearns meeting with the media about yes. Harrison Bader being signed. Yes. Uh, you brought up how great Harrison Bader is as a fourth outfielder. David Stearns has answered that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go.
7: Is uh, Harrison Bader your everyday center fielder now? And if so, uh, is Brandon Nimmo your left fielder now? So I think Harrison's going to play a lot of center field. I, I think you know I term it he's he's going to play regularly in center field. Um, I think we're we're fortunate we've got frankly a number of outfielders who can um, who can play multiple positions who can play center field. Uh, in terms of you know is is Brandon uh, going to be um, you know, exclusively a left fielder. I, I think we'll we'll kind of tackle that one as we get into spring training and we the see stadium. uh the the true formulation of what our team looks like, what it looks like towards the end of camp. Um and then we'll have a more definitive answer to that. I think I think Brandon is of the mind that he wants to do whatever is best for the team. And if it means at times um flipping back to center field, uh he's open to it. Um if it means playing more predominantly left field, uh you know, he's open to that too. So We'll kind of see how how the roster shakes out, um, whether there are opportunities for Brandon uh, to shift back over to le- to, to center, um, or whether it makes sense for him to to pretty much stay in left. So that, that's kind of TBD, and we'll continue that discussion. Why are, you, why, why
0: are you laughing? What'd you take out of that that's
4: making you laugh? Ah, ah. They're, they're, they're gonna trade him. They gonna trade Brandon Nemo? Yes.
0: No,
3: they're
4: not. Okay. Uh, Forget it then. Forget I said it. No, no, I'm not going to forget that. I, you said it. What? What makes you think they're going to? Why trade would Brent? you sign him to a, a long? What did he sign? A seven-year, eight-year deal. The center field money, yeah. Yes. For center field money, and then go get a center fielder who you're going to play every day. Because he didn't say he's going to play him every day. Yes. regularly. <laughs> he basically
3: tells you Nimmo's your everyday left no, fielder. No, he was... just told you he oh, played every day. Hold
0: on. That was a mishmash of an answer, and was... I'll tell you why. Oh, what. oh my God. God. Okay. Well, hold on. Can I tell Evan? you what I just heard from Evan? him? Evan. Instead of have everybody yelling at him, have you
4: not depended upon me to read between the lines of what yes. people say? Yes, you're very when good. When they get at up it. and when they start just going. Yes. So if you have a. That was a very succinct question. That was a rambling answer. No, I agree it was that's a right. rambling answer, so, and
0: I don't think the answer was consistent. Like, I think he was all over the place. Yes. But
4: you took it as, he's I, trying to, he's smoke screening your dude. That they're going to trade Brandon Nimmo? You, no, that's just my gut. No, that's my gut. not. I think it's, he has a no trade as well. Doesn't he doesn't want to leave. That's, that's, yeah, and he also doesn't want to play left field. Yeah. So, I, forget I said it, but if it happens, okay. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I will he, t- ma- he made a, he's He created a long answer for very easy questions. Yeah, I'll tell you how I took that. Because I'll I'll
0: give you my answer to that. I think that was a word salad that didn't tell us anything. Because in one breath he says... Harrison Bader is going to regularly play center field. Well, Harrison Bader is only going to play center field because he's a center fielder and he's a damn good center fielder. So, but, so when uh, Harrison Bader plays, he's a center fielder. You want
4: No, no, no. You want him to be a fourth outfielder. Well, he is a fourth outfielder. Okay. I, uh, great. But you want him to be a fourth outfielder. I think on a good team David he's a fourth, Stearns fourth outfielder. did not say that. And no, why? I, and why would you say he's going to play regularly if he's a fourth outfielder? Why not just say he gives up depth? In our outfield. Because he kept... The, well, okay, so this is the problem with
0: examining what he just said. He said a lot of things that aren't consistent. So one... Okay, but what do you do when well, you're... I'm, not, when, uh, Job, what do I going to tell you? He said a million different things. But why, don't would, you say something
4: tri- un, why would you say something un- inconsistent about a fourth outfield? Because I don't think everything's been determined yet. We're in the right. midst of an offseason. Dude, they're trading everybody. Pete's gone. Nimmo's gone. Oh, my God. How the
0: hell do you get that <laughs> out of that answer? <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, I didn't think that was the greatest answer because, again, I'll
0: explain wasn't. while it was all over the place. Go you know what I took? That was all out, all over the place. Harrison Bader is a center fielder. So, yeah, when he plays, he's going to play center fielder. He's not playing regularly. Left if Harrison Bader is the everyday center fielder, which I think is what— Isn't everyday and regularly oh, okay. the same thing? If Harrison Bader is the everyday center fielder, okay. which he could be. I don't love that, mm-hmm. but he could be. Then Brandon Nimmo is the everyday left fielder. It's not complicated. It's not. We talk in spring training. We figure it out. Like That's Brandon, what he N- just said, no, though. he didn't. He said we have to figure it out in spring training, which makes no freaking sense. And no. Nimmo
3: will do this for the team. Like, he, no, if Bader
0: is, plays every day, why
3: is he hearing what he wants to hear? I'm not hearing what I want to hear. Tiki, this is classic Evan because you, I can tell you what's going to happen at 1 p.m. tomorrow. We're going to gather in Evan's office, and Evan's going to go, oh, guys. I did some thinking. Okay, <laughs> what? I went back and I listened more to right. this. Yeah. I think right. you're right. Yeah. And And, I have some things to say. And I did it
4: on a Rico last night. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. Evan, he tells you in this clip. yes, I agree, a lot of it was word salad. You're right. There was a lot of rambling. How Stearns is sort of unprepared to throw a bunch of word salad. If he signed Harrison Bader to be the team's fourth outfielder, like a week ago when we had fun with the Yankee scrap thing, you proclaimed (laughs) he was, he would say, hey, we brought in Harrison. Obviously, he's a center fielder. He gives us great depth. Right, right, right. He used the word regularly, which means... Regularly, he is going to but be your center why, fielder. But then, why would you not say Brandon Nimmo is your left fielder? Because obviously, if he rambled Bader, around it, this he also is why said I think they're trading. I, he yeah, just said <laughs> down the line we could flip Nimmo back. He basically did because I think he's afraid to tell the Met fans as he's just getting this job after they haven't signed anybody. Oh, by the way, you know that center fielder we signed last year that I didn't sign that you love? Yeah, now we're sliding him to left because this is the only thing we came up with for signing a guy who's better in center. How yeah. did you get all that out of that? Mm. I heard what I, I because heard we're is, not Met fans with blinders. Yes, I'm, I don't have
0: any blinders. I'm ready to kill everybody if I feel it's worthy. (laughs) And not kill physically, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, destroy. I heard a very mixed mash of an answer. I heard a... Okay, but it was a very
4: simple question. I agree. Like, Harrison Bader is not... uh, He's not, like, Juan Soto. No, he's a fourth outfielder. Exactly. I mean, i said that a million times. So why was that so complicated of an answer? I don't know, but you... we're, We're asking two different things.
0: If you're asking me what I took from that answer, I didn't take anything from that answer. Like, he sort of said Bader's the everyday center fielder, which I
4: would disagree with because he's not good enough. So you're playing your but left fielder then, twenty million dollars a year. I
0: well that that until, I he's,
4: until he's thirty-seven.
0: Well, hold on a second. If I had a really good everyday center fielder and no, Nimo's no, your left fielder, I, I know if I had a really good center fielder that forced me to move Nimmo to left field, I couldn't care less that he's making twenty million dollars a year playing left field. That's not my issue. My issue would be Bader's not that good. My issue would be Bader's not an everyday center fielder. From Why? that, okay, go, go ahead. From that answer, I didn't get anything. Like, I don't know what you want me to do with that. Like, he, he said you, a lot of words. You had
4: to have gotten at least that he's going to play center field. Play one more time. Regularly.
0: i play one more time. Maybe I'll hear it the second time. Go ahead. Hold stand on. By. Hold stand on. By. I
3: have to re-queue it up. <laughs> All right. Give me I'm, a second. I'm trying dude, to be open-minded
0: dude, about dude, this. Dude, I, dude, I'm i not dude. listening to the entire David Stearns press conference because, hey, we're on the air. And, so I haven't heard it. So I'm only listening to what you guys
7: are playing, and I'm giving you what I'm hearing from it. Go ahead. Okay. Is uh, Harrison Bader your everyday center fielder now and in- if so uh is Brandon Nimmo your left fielder very good question yes so i think harrison's going to play a lot of center field I, I think you know i term it he's he's going to play regularly in center field regularly um, in center field i think we're we're fortunate we've got frankly a number of outfielders who can um who can play multiple positions who can play center field okay uh, in terms of you know is is brandon uh going to be um you know, exclusively a left fielder i, I think we'll we'll kind of tackle that one as we get into spring training
3: that doesn't make any sense
7: see, uh, the the true formulation of what our team looks like what it looks like towards the end of camp yeah. um, and then we'll have a more definitive answer to that I Yeah, think, that does, I I, think brandon here, is of the mind that he wants to do whatever okay you
0: okay, can stop it now mm-hmm. here's what so it starts with is he the everyday center fielder he doesn't firmly say yes, but he certainly alludes to he's regularly going to play in center field. Yes. Which I don't like. So I, don't think, I don't think Harrison Bader Ports is outfielder. good enough to be an everyday center field. I think he's a part-time player. If you play him just against lefties, fine. Okay? Because he hits lefties, doesn't hit righties. So I would be with you that that's what he's saying. But then when he can't commit to Nimmo playing left field, I'm
4: confused by it's it. It's almost like he's not committed to Nimmo doing anything. So you think Brandon Nimmo's getting traded? That's what, Did you take that too, Sean? I, it, I heard him not committing to Brandon Nimmo. Forget playing center field. He didn't commit to Brandon Nimmo doing anything. We'll figure it out. It's, his first definitive statement on Nimmo was we'll figure it out in spring training. Well, And, and let's explain this easily. If Harrison Bader is playing center field every day,
0: Brandon Nimmo is the left fielder. Yes, but Period. he didn't Stop. say that. No, I know. So th- to get to conclusion A, which is what you, I guess you guys want me to get to, which I'll say it again, I don't like it. I don't want Bader to play every day in center field. You have to buy that Nimmo's the everyday left fielder, which he couldn't commit to. So David Stearns is not, so far, very good at explaining things.
4: That's what I would say. I think David Stearns is rethinking everything the Mets have done. Oh! doubt about that, definitely everything, yeah. Every signing, every positional battle, every the future, he's rethinking it all. I agree with you so far. And so, when you sign a guy like Harrison Bader, who I don't I, look, we and his Yankee fans, and we know seems like he's great, but he is a but he's not available.
0: The quick scouting report on Bader, besides injuries, which is fair, he doesn't right. stay healthy enough, is he's, he's an excellent defensive center fielder, he is not. An everyday center fielder. He does
4: not hit right-handed pitching well enough, in my opinion, to be an every single day center fielder. But he's going to play center field regularly, which to me sounds like daily. So, you do this with Bader. If that's the case, then Nemo's the left fielder. But you're not figuring that out. <laughs> but he won't, but he won't commit not, to that. You're not, so not figuring that? that out until spring training? No, it it's only a, a month and change away. Five still. weeks, yeah. So I, I guess that's pretty silly. The
0: answer doesn't make a lot of sense. So I just want to be clear so we're we're all honest here. My interpretation of that was word salad. It doesn't feel consistent. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But it was an I easy get, question. That's I agree. the only but hold on, hold on.
4: it bothers me because it okay. was an
0: easy question. I get a TBD out of that answer. Okay. Your interpretation is they're trading brand Nemo. Yeah.
4: Correct? Yeah. Okay. Just Sean, just, you- just like when, uh, who was the... Uh, Juan Which, Soto. The Padres general manager. A.J. Preller. Preller. When Preller was like, yeah, you know, we kind of like want him around. That's... And, uh, you know, I think we have him in our plans and blah, blah. He's getting traded. Okay. I, by the way,
0: I think you're wrong, but I respect your ability to read people. So <laughs> I will. You're telling me that your interpretation is trading forget him I up. Forget I said okay.
4: Forget I said No, it. I'm not forgetting it. I'm Just forget putting that it. in my memory.
0: Now, Sean, who I'm very confused by, your interpretation of that whole world salad
3: was what? I think very far what he said. I think. Bader is not a fourth outfielder. He signed you to play center. I do buy that Nimmo was willing to play left. But I also think that if I were to interpret this a year ago, I don't think Stern signs Nimmo to that big deal. I would also go a step further of saying, if I really, really want to read further, he would hope that he gets a deal for Nimmo because if you want Alonzo and Soto both long-term, somebody's got to go contract-wise Wait, and that so might be Nimmo. both are taking the trading brand the Nimmo? I no, mean? I think they're trading. <laughs> I, I, I,
4: think, ultimately, I think they're they're reevaluating. Literally everything. Yes. yes, everything that 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 has been done with the Mets over the last year or two years. They're reevaluating it. It's why you're going to carry that beard for at least another five months. Because <laughs> they course. are not making a decision on Pete Alonso until they see Pete Alonso.
3: And I don't know who's trading. And tra- Pete Alonso's pissed off about this. And no. who's trading for Brandon Nimmo in that Exactly. Concert. Nobody, but, but- he's going to try. First of all, a couple things. He has a full no-trade clause, Mm. which I know
0: you could always get him to waive. Of course. And second of all, I do not think that's a bad contract. It's not a lot of money per year, so I disagree with you guys' assessment on that. It's It's not a bad contract. Good player, lengthy
3: deal. Total. It's it's not as easy to find a trade partner. Yeah,
0: I disagree. I think they'd be able to find a trade partner, but I also don't think they're trading $20 him. $20 and I million
3: don't, dollars a year? I don't think David Stern's clunkiness in
0: that answer tells us anything. Mm. Like, I'm being honest with you. I, it, okay, I don't, only, I'm not even convinced he told me Bader's the everyday center fielder. I don't know if I got
4: that. The only thing that bothers me is that when you ask about Bader clearly is playing regularly, mm-hmm. his words, in center field, and we'll figure out in spring training what we're doing with Brandon Nimmo, who we just signed, to a
3: $160 million right. deal. that
4: doesn't make sense, because if Bader is playing center field and Nimmo is your left
0: fielder,
3: it's very easy. It's not that complicated. I mean, the real answer is Bader's probably going to get hurt two weeks in and Nimmo's mm. going to go back to center field, <laughs> but that's how <laughs> you Then we have another big Stearns clip. Uh, okay, good. All right. Uh, Stearns was asked if uh, the Mets are evaluating if they need another bat in the
7: lineup. Mm-hmm. Also, do you feel you need, I mean, you've <clears throat> upgraded uh, defensively a lot. You've added arms. Do you feel you need another bat here? So that's something we're we're still um, evaluating um, and, and we're going to see what becomes available. So I, I wouldn't necessarily close the door on that. I also don't think it's essential. And, and some of that is, is interrelated to the question I just answered about third base, where we do have young players um, who we want to make sure have sufficient at bats. Um, uh, You know, sometimes sort of that bat first player, when we're talking about uh, a DH position, it can be helpful to rotate players through that. So, um, you know, we we haven't made a firm decision on that one yet. Um, And and I think it's still um, a a little bit to be determined and, and uh, we're still discussing.
0: It's TBD. Hmm. All right. When we come back, I will address what the Mets need to do, and what they will do. Because I understand what the Mets are not telling us and what's being reported, and we will follow the facts together, and we will all learn together exactly what the Mets are going to do. (laughs) Yes. We'll do that coming up. Plus, Sean's got a Cinco de 5-0. Evan and Tiki right here
4: on the fan. I know what's coming up after this break. I really do.
1: This is the Rico Brodna
4: Podcast.